When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast, Raw Rundown. My name is Adam Glenn. I am back. I've been gone. I've just been working very hard, chasing all that Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff, just doing a lot of work stuff. Over there on the other side of the country is my buddy Dax Holt. He's been holding down the fort while I've been gone for the Raw Rundown. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Can't complain. You've been uh, doing a good job as I've been away. It's been a busy – actually, it's been somewhat interesting news weeks. I know this week is actually a really good top t- – so this is the Raw Rundown where we do the top 10 stories of the week. I know this week uh, was uh, really busy. We're going to get to the top mm-hmm. 10 stories of the week. Um, you know, in the middle of the week, we do an interview. This week, at the end of the week, we do the top 10 stories of the week. Uh, before we get to the top 10 stories of the week, Dax, you know what I was thinking about? What's that? I got a question for you, and this is very okay. random. This has nothing to do with the top 10 stories of the week, but it does have something to do with celebrities. Ava Longoria, can you tell me three different shows or programs or movies she's been in? Yes. What? Desperate Housewives. Yes. Housewives Desperados. Okay. And women who are desperate that live at home. <laughs> Wait, is that a real show? <laughs> I just I have no idea. Yeah. I only know her from Desperate Housewives. I'm trying to think of like what else she's done. I have no idea. No, I, it's so funny because I've been trying to think about what she's done. Somehow she's been really good at keeping her name out there. However, she hasn't, as far as I know, worked as like a in a big role as an actress for the last decade. I know she's done some smaller things that really didn't really uh, I mean, what she was in Door the Explorer. She's in Brooklyn Nine Nine for a few episodes, but I can't but think like of what say, she's doing. Door the Explorer—that's a big deal, right there. Voiceover yeah, work in Hollywood as well as you think. is huge. It didn't do that well as you think, um, but she—it's—I I just don't know what she's done, but somehow she's been able to keep her celebrity name like afloat and seem like she's like working oh, and making the business the way, world. I, when you said Dora, I thought it was like the animated version. No, you're no, talking about no, the no, movie. No. Oh, yeah. okay, never mind. It's just like, I don't know what she does, but somehow she keeps her name out there. And I saw this video that came on my social media and my algorithm where she's trying to get George Clooney to do a TikTok. And it's just, it seems a little weird. She's like one of those celebrities. If I was a celebrity, I'm just saying it, I probably wouldn't want to run into her uh, mm-hmm. just because it's like thirsty-ish. I just don't know. She has 10 million followers, which I'm sure she's able to monetize. But I don't know what she does. Probably as a business, she's probably known more for her business moves rather than being an actress these days. But again, just so random. She, I know. Actually, if you go to her Instagram, she's all the brand that she's involved in. She's involved in the yeah, LA soccer club. She's done with a tequila because you know everyone has a tequila. But she's more of a business person now these days rather than an actress. But uh, well, I'm seeing random. she did. She said uh, you know a few things. She did. She was in one of the John Wick movies. She did Boss Baby. She did uh, Overboard, like the remake one, you know, with uh, Anna Ferris. Yeah. She did that one. She did Devious Maids. Not, none of these things I saw. Maybe John Wick I did, but I don't remember her in the John Wick movie. Again, I'll say it again. She's just been very good at keeping her name afloat and staying relevant 
even if she hasn't done anything that's been kind of a, a dominant that's, part or dominant project. That's probably half the game, though, dude. Like, it is. the hardest thing in Hollywood is to stay relevant. And if you're staying relevant without, like, having these major blockbuster or, like, huge television roles, like, you're doing something right. All right. Uh, that's enough of that. I was just thinking about that as I thought about her today. Um, do you want to get right into the Raw Rundown or do we want to read no, a no. review? Let me read a review real fast and we'll okay. get into it. All right. This one comes from Erwin88Bjorsen. Five stars. I'm obsessed with this podcast is the headline. As someone who loves all things behind the scenes in Hollywood, this is the one. Adam and Dax are like having two really good friends who have the best scoop on everything that goes on from in front of the stage to behind the scenes. They just uh, they don't just interview celebrities. In fact, some of them are the most interesting stories come from behind the scenes, perspectives that we've never been able to hear from before. They ask the best questions that we all want to know and always leave me excited excited for the next episode well done adam and dax victoria m in orlando florida hell nice. very you, victoria. nice great uh, and you know what my favorite part she left her name yes we left her name that. love we that. love that can i we, can i say one little grievance that i have right now yes so we received a one-star review this week on 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 itunes or apple podcasts and it was because they didn't like um, one of our guests. And they were just like, I love this podcast, but I didn't like this week's guests. They weren't my favorite. One star. Guys, that crushes us. If you love Kills the podcast, us. please do not give us a one star. That is like so detrimental. So if you love the podcast, you didn't like the guests, still give us five stars. But tell us you didn't like the guests. That's all good. I'm, I'm here for constructive criticism. But please don't give us a one star because you didn't like one episode. That is just killer. So please, if, if that was your one star and you're hearing me right now, go back, update it. That's all I can ask for because it, it, it kills us. All right. That's all. That was my plea for this week. Uh, yes. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Keep the reviews coming in and uh, help us out. Keep Take your friend, your partner, your husband, wife, spouse, whatever it is. Take their phone. Leave us a review. It's the best thing to do to support this podcast. Dax, let's start the Raw Rundown, the top 10 stories of the week, starting with number 10. Number 10 is that Crystal Hefner is bearing all in an upcoming memoir called Only Say Good Things, Surviving Playboy and Finding Myself. So Crystal Hefner was obviously Hugh Hefner's uh last wife um she was the one that was married to him when he passed away um and she is now saying hey i want to talk about my life i want to talk about my time inside the playboy mansion i want to talk about my time married to one of the most controversial interesting men in uh in modern history and so she says you know look I, i'm thrilled to share the cover of her book and she, she posts that out there and basically is just going to divulge it all. And it's about an honest story of her life, uh, which she also had the experience. So many girls and women grow up uh, believing that their worth comes from what they look like and their value can be given to them by other people. Also with takeaway, this is a book I wish I had read when she was young. So she says that it'll cover objectification and misogyny of the playboy mansion, her stolen young adulthood and her journey to finding internal validation. So it uh, could be a very interesting book. I think people are constantly fascinated by 
the Playboy Mansion by Hugh Hefner, by his story, but kind of all of it, you know, there it's captivated the world for so many t- years with before the TV shows, after the TV shows, um, and she was the woman married to him. So I think it will be interesting. I am curious, though, um, to say that she kind of knew what she was getting into marrying Hugh Hefner, right? You think and if she's right? going to go back and crap all over him, I'd say this is one situation that the guy you knew he'd been doing his thing for a long time. So you have to know going into that marriage, what, what it's going to be like, right? Yes. Uh, you would think that, uh, Crystal Hefner, actually, I think she's going to come on the podcast. I'm talking to her team and she wants to promote this book, but problem is we, we want her to, uh, come on now rather than be like her 30th interview. We're like, no, I want to hear you now. I'm more interested in what you have to say now before you kind of talk about, it on 30 different shows i'm like uh, and it's not me trying to compete with other shows it's like no i kind of reached out before i knew you were trying to do some interviews um and you know they kind of gave us a date in two months but i don't feel like waiting that long i do know that she was doing setup shots this past week in new york crazy part is i mean they're starting to like throw her name they're starting to promote the book now but like very kind of uh not weird strategic mm-hmm. i'd say okay um she was shot this week walking around new york city how do i know it was set up it was from a random agency that people no no one sends to so the agency got a call from i guess the publicist she's walking in an area where there's usually not paparazzi you know that's just mm-hmm. i know new york city i know how photographers work new york photographers would never work her they would not know who she is if she walked by and they're able to identify the boyfriend. She's she's has this, she's like 36, 37, roughly around that age. She's dating a kid who's like 23, 24. And they in the story, the Daily Mail did the story where they knew the boyfriend's name. I was like, mm. how does this happen? How does the story break where they know who the boyfriend's name is right away? A lot of red flags there, but again, don't be don't hate the player, hate the game. She's working the system to kind of softly promote herself in the book now that's gonna release in January. Hopefully, we could get the interview sooner rather than later because i have a lot of questions not even just about the playboy mansion just about her life maybe about i don't know i love the playboy stories and it's funny i don't know if younger people the younger audience who listens to this podcast if they even realize just generational how big the playboy mansion is like what i don't even know how to explain it to them like yeah. imagine explain to your kids what the Playboy. i think you'd have to say it's like the hype house but with nude people running around yeah, they're gonna be like, what? Are you kidding? and that was a, <laughs> and that was around, like that was like yeah. accepted. But yeah, they throw huge parties. The biggest celebrities in the world would go there, and you're telling me there's this huge mansion with flamingos and monkeys and all the food you, and people didn't, they didn't cancel them for like having these parties. Like, no, it was accepted. It was actually, it's just generationally, generational. I guess it would, if it came out now, it would just be a different response. Hundred percent. Yep. 100%. Uh, it was a good time back then. All right, moving on to number nine. Ooh, number nine, Jesse Smollett entering rehab. Um, I guess following some quote-unquote, quote, extremely difficult last few years. So he is getting help through a rehab facility. This is a TMZ confirmed this story with his camp. Uh, and the rep told them, Jesse has had an extremely difficult past few years. He has quietly been working very hard for some time now. And we are proud of him for taking the necessary steps. Uh, they did not say what it was for. Um, they didn't say 
what he needed rehab for. Uh, but I do remember when everything was going on in the court case and all that kind of stuff, um, he had hired those guys to allegedly attack him. And they claimed that they were also his dealers and supplied him with illegal substances. So clearly he's had issues with drugs at some point. Um, but I, I can't tell you if that's what it's about. Um, and he has been kind of surfacing a lot more lately. We've seen him with Taraji P. Henson, his co-star from Empire. They were out like it looked like working out one day. He did show up to the 2020 BET Awards, which kind of raised a lot of eyebrows from people going, the hell are you doing here? You know, because he was kind of shunned by Hollywood as a whole. Like you, you, you faked this whole incident and now you just want to just join right back in. I uh, don't think so. So um, yeah, really, really interesting. I think it's interesting why they actually did this story. Like why? So TMZ, they put on exclusive to this story, but um Weirdly enough, TMZ puts exclusive to a lot of their stories that aren't exclusive. They just want to get you to kind of click in. It's just what they do these days. But I'm, I'm curious why, if you're going to rehab, why they even did this story. Like, wouldn't you want to just go anonymous? No one no one asked questions. Just go to rehab. You didn't have to – if you're really going there for the right reasons, why would you have to kind of approach a news outlet about it? Well, I think because this is part of the rebuilding of your – image right like how many people do crazy shit and then they go i'm checking myself into rehab and everyone could go oh they they have a problem that they can't deal with so they're going to get themselves help and people like when you get yourself help you know what i'm saying people want to see a betterment story they want to see people heal they want to see people become better people and so with him entering rehab now it looks like oh he took care of the problems that he needed to take care of and Maybe when he comes out, we can accept him again. I think it's just part of the process. And you yeah, want people but, to know that you did that. I understand it's part of the process. I understand it's part of the process of kind of changing your image, trying to you know, become a better person. However, when you kind of put out that statement like, hey, I'm going to rehab. I'm going to be a better person. I'm making those steps. Does the audience now take it as gross? Do we take it as, you know what? Just If you want to go to rehab, go to rehab. I don't need to know about it. Just go to mm -hmm. rehab. That's what make. That's what I would appreciate. I just don't know what the audience says, um, thinks about, and yeah, I just I think he sucks. I, I gotta, I gotta sucks. think though. Like, not a lot of people are talking about him or caring about him right now. So, to get a story up, it takes quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, 100. percent But you know what? Save it for a podcast. Save it for the podcast saying he went to rehab at the end. Save it for some big interview with the Daily Mail or some news outlet saying I went to rehab and people. No, question, because let me know this, where you're going. This equals two stories, him going to rehab, him talking about rehab, him rejoining society like this. This turns into more stories, more publicity, more press about him, which is, I think, positive press. People people see this as a good thing. If I'm looking, he did a I mean, what he did was a serious offense. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it. You know, he was he's a he's convicted. He was convicted of it. If I, if he's looking for my sympathy. Doing going about it like this mm -hmm. is not going to really help my image or my perspective on them. It's only going to make it worse. That's just yeah. me. Maybe someone else could be like, you know, it's good. Yeah, but it's good if you go. But I don't need to know that you go. Let me know maybe when you're done. Because, but I understand on your on your uh, side and perspective. Yeah, you want two stories out of it. I'm like, you know what? The first story rubbed me the wrong way. Tell me the second story that you went to rehab because we still don't even know why he went to rehab. 
Yeah, and keep in mind, his criminal case is still going on in Chicago. Uh, so that it's not completely closed. And if people don't recognize the name Jesse Smollett for some reason, he was found guilty of lying to cops about an alleged attack back in 2019, where he claimed that two mass Trump supporters attacked him and put a noose around his neck. And then he was sentenced to 150 days in jail for the incident, uh, but basically faked a hate crime. And people did not seem too kind about that because the world like surrounded him with love and support. And then we're like, oh, wait, this was fake. Yeah. And everyone basically turned their back on him. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move along. Number eight. Number eight, Tori Spelling had to evacuate her rental home. Uh, the SWAT team, uh, I guess, swarmed a neighbor's house because he was in there with an AR-15 rifle and that was like holding someone else uh, hostage inside. And so the SWAT team went through the neighborhood, got out all the people from their homes. You see Tori running through the street, looking all concerned. Um, and then they were forced to stand outside for like quite a long time until the SWAT team had finally got the situation under control. It looks like arrested the guy, took him out. Uh, but man, this is... There's a lot going on with Tori over the last few weeks. I mean, it just seems like every week there's something new between her, you know, living in that RV and then staying at that $100 a night hotel and then the issue with the mold at her actual home and now living in a rental. I'm just like, good God, there's a lot of stuff. But I'd also say, why were the paparazzi hanging out in her street when this happened? It seems like, were they camped outside of Tori's house, really? Or... Was someone tipped off that this was happening? I don't know. Again, I'm just curious, like what we do in this podcast, we reveal the fourth wall of Hollywood. We like to say we humanize Hollywood. I just think these publicists and these people, these people behind the brands need to kind of step up their game a little bit because it's just becoming, you know, worse and worse as far as getting your name out there, getting your story out there. I'm surprised, mm -hmm. again, that Tori isn't on Bravo's Real Housewives yet. Why isn't she on that show? You know, she's single now. Speaking of being single, her husband, Dean, or ex-husband, Dean. Estranged husband. Estranged husband. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say estranged husband was seen kissing his new girlfriend. Did you see these photos? Yeah, her name's uh, Lily Callow. She's 32. He's 56. He was dropping her off at LAX, which, again, I say this every time. You have to be madly in love with someone to drop them off at LAX because there's a biggest shit show of an airport that you have to drive through. Yeah, right. I will do anything. Even my wife's like, can you drive me? And I'm like, hell no. Get an Uber, babe. Sorry, yeah. can't take it to LAX. Uh, but really, she, um, she, cute little girl. I'm like, not little cute girl. Cute little girl. <laughs> but she's got short brown hair. They look super happy. They're all huggy, kissy. It was funny. I think the Daily Mail was like, he's still wearing his wedding ring, but it's on the right hand. I did a Google search. It's not his wedding ring. It's a, it's a black wing. His wedding wing or his wedding. I can't talk today. Damn. His wedding ring is like silver uh, or even kind of like a gold silver. Uh, it definitely was not his wedding ring that he's still wearing. But anyway, good for him. Like, I want both of them to be happy. So if this was Tori out kissing a new guy, I'd be happy for her, too. I, I do not expect people to have to live the rest of their life miserable just because their relationship didn't work out with their spouse, you know, like yeah. go find a new love. Yeah. According to her LinkedIn page, which has been deactivated ever since her photos of her and Dean kind of came out. Um, she was a senior account executive at conscious community global in Los Angeles. She previously worked as the gallery director and co-founder of canvas in Texas. 
before she came to California. So um, I don't know how they met, but this was the first, they just had the photos to confirm that they um, are an item. Based on the photos, I don't know if paparazzi were chasing them. They had a tip that, because it seems like she was flying out. So they might've been, photographers might've been following her to try to get that photo of confirmation that Dean has a girlfriend. We haven't mm-hmm. seen if Tori has a new guy in her life or new special someone in her life. But I don't think she does. I I mean, from what we know, who knows if she's even dating. Um, but yeah, Tori Spelling, another week of Tori Spelling in the news. Moving on, number seven. Number seven, John Stamos opening up about his divorce from Rebecca Romaine and his childhood sexual assault. So this is a big deal. He did a full interview with People Magazine that published on Wednesday and basically talked about the experiences in his life that kept him that kept private until he decided to start writing his upcoming memoir entitled "If You Would Have Told Me." Uh, so he did set out to, I guess, write this like beautiful story about his life. And then he's like, shit, this is, I'm no hero. I need to tell you the human side. And so really dove deep into his life. And he said he just hated Rebecca Romaine after the divorce Uh, for years and years, I guess just wasn't, wasn't healed inside. He said that the marriage was shattering to him uh, for way too long. He said, in my mind back then, she was the devil. I just hated her. I couldn't believe how much I hated her. And it ruined my life. And I guess it took him many years to realize, like, she's not the devil. And that it just was not the healthiest split. And he was leaning on alcohol to cope with the the issues that he had. And that... Um, and that in his opinion, he thought that she dumped him because her career was going really well at the time and his wasn't. And he just felt like it was super humiliating. And and then it, he goes, no, it was just a perception and it wasn't really the case. And it was just that they had kind of moved apart. Um, he also got into... I guess he packed away a memory of childhood sexual assault. He said that uh, while he was writing his memoir, he came to terms with this misconduct that he had experienced when a former babysitter um, had with him when he was 10 or 11 years old. And he, in quote, he said, I felt like I remembered it slightly. It was, had always been there, but I packed it away as people do. Right. He said, I think I told myself like, Oh, it's girls, man. And then he, he realized over years, like, this is not okay. What he experienced, no kids should have to experience. So I, I, I find this, I think this is going to be a very interesting memoir. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, he's one of those guys I find super interesting himself. You know what's interesting about this? I wish he was very candid about he and Howard Stern were very close. If you're mm-hmm. a Howard Stern fan, you know the story. Something happened with when he was dating Rebecca and Howard Stern's wife, Beth Ostrowski, something happened where they're taking photos and had a wild night together. Now what happened? They've always kind of joked about it, but never got into detail. I don't know what happened that night. If there was some kind of fooling around with everyone, the women, perhaps they never really spoke about it, but they danced around the subject of what have happened, what happened that night between them. Mm-hmm. Would you want to know, like I find yes. what happened when you guys, when Beth Ostrowski, Howard's wife, and Rebecca Romaine, Rebecca Romaine were together, I think there was a bathtub involved. Uh, you'd have to kind of yes, look I want to know all the details. It sounds fascinating. Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they never addressed it, and it's really uh, um, it's really bothers me. But they, yeah, they never did. You know what's funny? I've met John Stamos hmm. a few times. Nice guy. Um, yeah, actually, if you on Reddit. 
damn, I don't even know if I want to say the, the, Just Google Rebecca Romaine and Beth Stern, and you'll see the stuff that comes up. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. You want me to say it? I mean, the first thing that comes up. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. fuck it. I'll say it. Might as well, right? If you Google it, the first time, the first thing that comes up that time, Beth O went down on Rebecca Romaine, and it's on Reddit. And you know, I guess people—that's what it says on Reddit. I'm just letting you know what the internet says. I don't know what happened. Nobody knows, and I guess there's a lot of rumors of what happened that night, and no one knows the truth of what went down. But Howard and and John have both hinted something went down that night. We just don't know. But I've met John Stamos a few times, and one time I realized. Like I met John and I said hi to him and I patted his back. It sounds mm-hmm. so random. He was wearing like a button down shirt. He had the boniest back. <laughs> I did not expect that. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I know. the dude was ripped. I could feel every muscle through his shirt. No, he, he had the boniest back. I remember like, dude, you're skinny. Like I just remember feeling someone's back. I'm like, wow, that's just vertebrae. You know, like that is. <laughs> And I always remember that. He's the only person I've touched your back. I was like, ooh, dude, I think I just touched like a – Why did you, you feel know, like a triceratops? That's dude, weird. Dude, it was so spiny. <laughs> very pretty wife right now. She's very attractive. Um, but uh, nice guy. The book itself, I'll listen to that podcast where they just kind of read celebrity books. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, hey, listen, good for him. Happy for him. Moving on to number six. Jada Pinkett Smith been all over the headlines over the last couple of days. I think we talked last week about how we found out that her and Will like literally weren't even together for the last couple of years. And then I feel like every day it's been a new story from Jada about, you know, just her airing out all of their life stories and all the details about everything. And, most of it I'm super embarrassed for Will Smith on, but he seems to be taking it really well. Um, but, you know, she, she's opened up about her, how she met Will back in the day. And I guess he had invited her to uh, to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I guess, a role on the show. She decided no, but he was super, like, forward and asked her out, and she said yes. And then uh, she addressed the rumors about her being gay because there's been a lot of those rumors over the years. And she said, look, I've had a few experiences with women and I cherish their beauty inside and out. But at the end of the day, when it comes to sex, I love men. She talked about Tupac Shakur proposing to her um, and that how one of their last interactions was actually a fight. Like they got into it at a restaurant and then they never talked again because he was shot and killed after that incident. Um, what else did she talk to? I guess she refused to sign a prenup with with Will Smith back in the day ahead of their uh, their wedding back in 1997. She just said, look, I, if we're entering a marriage, I want it to be for the long haul. I don't, I don't want to sign a prenup, which, again, they're still married all these years later. Um, what else? She got into having death threats, battling depression, suicidal thoughts about she looked for a suitable cliff to drive off of in Los Angeles so it would look like an accident, but she didn't obviously go through with it, worrying that she would survive being paralyzed or disfigured, Um, her relationship with Will and how complicated it is and how he invited her, you know, to go to the Oscars. And I mean, it's just nonstop. There is so much um, that I don't, I honestly think they're doing a disservice by talking so much because who's going to read the book now, Adam? Like who is going to read this book when all the details of the book are now out there in public? Yeah. um, She's really been pushing it out this week. I mean, this was just overload. I feel like we're just like kind of, there's, 
is there such thing when it comes to celebrity where it's too much information? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's all right, just yes. Out. Like I don't yes. want to know. This would be that moment. Like and I it, saw I saw memes this week that were like, I will literally pay to have Jada stop talking. <laughs> I just think because at the end of the day, we don't know the truth. And I don't believe anything they say. Why I, not? I don't believe I don't well, think I don't they believe have anything Jada's. to hide. No, but it, it, listen, they 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 don't have anything to hide. They've been hiding that they weren't a couple for the past decade, pretty much. Yeah, but I so, I don't think that her airing out all this stuff for profit in a book. I don't think she's hiding anything at this point. I think she was hiding their relationship back then, but now it's like shit. How can I make a bunch of money off of my crazy ass life? Let me talk about. It. I'm going to give you all the intimate details. I just think you're not saving anything. F- you're not giving anyone a reason to read the book. You've released everything there is about the book. So um, I start to question, you know, I think there's been rumors. Are they Scientologists? What's the deal there? I under question Will, and it's not my business, you know, but you start to speculate what's Will's, what's Will's deal. And you've seen him with, so Jada said she had a relationship with this young guy. I forget the guy's name, the August singer, Alcina rapper, August Alcina, whatever. whatever yeah. August Alcina. So was Will just kind of like just chilling the entire time? Like, what is Will? It's just like, what is what? What's your deal, dude? Like, what? Be a well, maybe maybe he had his own relationships going on, and he just wasn't talking about it, or it wasn't getting out there into the public. What these people signed an NDA? I don't know. I question. I, there's a lot of questioning there is, and she's done interviews in the last decade about her relationship with Will, where she kind of hid it. I just, I just. She lied to those people, the reporters she's talked in the last few years about her relationship with Will. Mm-hmm. And I start to question it. And even with the Chris Rock situation, I'm like, of all people, you're going to throw Chris Rock under the bus? I mean, so Jada said a story that Chris hit her up saying like, hey, let's go out on a date. Is that your way of going back at Chris regarding the slap? I don't know. I just question anything she does. I don't know if she's honest. Okay. That's it. I mean, maybe she's – I just – I think she's too honest at this point, and she's got a weird-ass life. So. I just think they're gross. They suck. Bottom line, they suck. All right, number f- that's my opinion. Number five. Number five, Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper are allegedly using Taylor Swift's Rhode Island home as a secret love nest. So the, a report came out this week saying that they were doing this. It came out in the mirror, the UK mirror, on Saturday. But basically, that they needed somewhere to go. They both obviously have homes in New York, but they were trying to get away, trying to get away from cameras. And they hit up Taylor, who, you know, Gigi and Taylor are good friends, and just said, hey, we're trying to get out. Yeah, can we use your house? And apparently Taylor loves being a matchmaker, as according to the story. And they said, yeah, go use my house. I'm not there. Hit it up. And so the two of them have been kind of shacked up there, just getting to know each other. You know, this is an eight-bedroom property. And it's been the site of a, a lot of big Fourth of July bashes, where all the supermodels have been there. Everyone kind of knows this house. Um, but... uh I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is true. I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't but be. But why go there instead of Gigi's house in New Hope, Pennsylvania? G, uh, Gigi has a pe- house in Pennsylvania that's private. Because that I think that ex- this house, this house is more private. This is, this yeah, is one but of, no if, one's getting shots. There, no one's getting shot. The house in Pennsylvania is very private. In fact, I've asked photographers in the past, why don't you go there and shoot there? And they said, because you can't get anything. The way it's set up, you can't get shots there. And I, I'm granted, I'm sure Taylor Swift's house is more private, are, are very private as well. But maybe it comes to 
her her kid. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe the kid is back at the other house. She doesn't want to like necessarily introduce uh, Bradley to the baby. You know what I'm saying? And so she's like, well, if I and I I can't remember if she's got one kid or hey, two. I'm literally hey, uh, blocking so him out of my mind right now. Gigi's like, what are they ninth graders? Gigi's like, hey, Brad, I love to have sex with you, but I can't bring you home. I got a place in Rhode Island we can have sex at. Like, come on, it's <laughs> no, but the, the, it, introducing kids to boyfriends and girlfriends is a big step in a lot of parents' lives when they're out dating and they've got kids and they're like. I'm not ready to introduce my kid to this person who may or may not be in my life long term. So I got to separate those two things. Yeah. I mean, listen, we don't even know what the deal is. There's been no shots of them being affectionate with each other yet. We're just assuming that they're in a relationship. I don't think we know what's going on there. Um, yeah. I'm just, By the way, does she just, have one kid or two? I literally can't remember now. I think she has one with the guy from one direction. With Zane, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Listen, I just don't I that part doesn't really surprise me. I'm still kind of in shock that they possibly could be dating. Yeah. I mean, Bradley And by the way, guy. is Irina and Tom Brady still a thing? I haven't seen any photos of them in a while. That's been quiet, but you would think Bradley Cooper, who is a great actor and he's a, a true thespian, a good actor, he'd want to stay away from dating like these named people because sometimes when the two people come together, it's too much kind of um, bad attention to your career mm-hmm. um, for someone like him. So um, I'm just surprised that he kind of go down that route. Yeah. Agreed. Number four. Number four. Whew. Speaking of memoirs and books and all of that, Britney Spears, my good God. <laughs> This week has been a big week for Brittany and talking about her new memoir, The Woman in Me, that is going to be releasing on October 24th. It's coming up really quickly here, but lots coming out this week. I think the number one story that I did not think we'd be talking about right now is that she revealed she had an abortion uh, of Justin Timberlake's baby because he didn't want to be a father and that it broke her heart inside. She has dealt with that for many, many years, the aftermath. She kind of always thought that they would be together and that they would eventually have a family together one day. So she went through with uh, an abortion. Uh, But he apparently was definitely not happy about the pregnancy. He said, we're not ready to have a baby in our lives and that we were way too young. And I think they were like 19 at the time. So yeah, I mean, I think they were young. uh, But wow, what a... A serious, serious story to be breaking uh, from this this whole book coming out. So that was one part she talked about, um, and and another part of the book having drinks with her mom back in like eighth grade. I guess they would kind of like do these drives and go have daiquiris together when she was in eighth grade, and they would make this like two hour drive from Kentwood to Biloxi, Mississippi, where they would drink daiquiris and have fun, and they called uh, them like toddies that was their drink together and it was like a fun time for her mom but she's like you know we would drink but we wouldn't drink as much as my dad did and uh it just seems like she just didn't have the most stable family life when she was younger she got into 
a story about why she shaved off all of her head and that she was acting out back in 2007. She said, look, you know, there was a difficult part in her life back in 2007. And she said, you know, I had, I'd been eyeballed so much growing up. I had been looked up and down and people had been telling me what they thought about my body since I was a teenager. And she said, shaving my head and acting out was my way of pushing back. And I think we had kind of heard that before, like the reason she felt gross, like she felt like people had been touching her hair and like people were always on top of her. So she wanted to like cleanse herself essentially. So that kind of falls in line with what she had said in the past. Um, but under the conservatorship, she's like, I was made to understand that those days were over and that I now had to grow my hair out, get back into shape. I had to be to bed early and take whatever medication they told me. She just felt like she had no rights. She, she, her dad apparently would call her fat. And there was just, there was no, she didn't have any of her own control. And I think that's why we see her being so bizarre on Instagram because she's never had the control and she feels like she's in control when the rest of the world feels like she is spiraling out of control right now. But uh, I'm curious to see about, this book, I mean, it's getting a lot of press this week. A lot of books coming out, right? I guess a lot of people have a lot of time during the Screen Actors Guild strike to like, hey, what's another way we can make money? Not saying Brittany is a SAG card who needs to make money. The funny part is, I mean, let's be real. I mean, we don't know this for sure, but mm-hmm. I think we could both kind of put it, you know, say just mm-hmm. from our what we're seeing. With this book, that it's a book that Brittany wrote no, dude, you can't say that. No, no, none of these actors are or musicians or they're not writing the book. And I don't think you have to expect that. They are telling their story to someone and someone is turning it into a book. Someone is doing the writing for them because none of these people have the ability. Like you could ask me right now, I wouldn't be able to write a book. I could tell you a good story, but someone needs to turn that story into something you can read. Yeah. So she didn't write this book. She might hold some of the story. Maybe they kind of, uh, by the way, did you see who's reading the book for the, like the, uh, Michelle Williams, Michelle? Yes. Like, yeah, there was like, Oh, this, this big actress or big celebrity is going to be actually reading the book. And then they were like, Michelle Williams. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like so what a random. random person. So random. You think, I mean, why would she, Michelle, what does Michelle Williams get out of this besides getting paid? What, what's the tie in there? Like if you could tell me so many other people that I think would have made more sense, but Michelle Williams, unless not Destiny's Michelle Child, to, Michelle Williams, by the way, this is the actress, Michelle Williams. Unless they're trying to get Michelle to play Brittany in a movie. You know who Anna Ferris would have been better? Remember when Anna Ferris literally played the role of Britney Spears in that, yeah. that one movie? Yeah, that had been fun. That'd <laughs> been fun. Um, you know, speaking of with Britney, we got to get her paparazzi boyfriend on the show. Adnan? Yeah. What was the guy she dated? Adnan Galib? Yeah, the paparazzi boyfriend for a little bit. I think I he could be interesting. I'm surprised he hasn't spoken about that. Anything. No? I don't know. He... It'd be weird. Uh, I just <laughs> need him on the show. I get it. I get it. I, I, you know, I love my paparazzi stories. I just felt like that one was dirtier than many stories. Very right. opportunistic moment in yeah. her life. 
But Britney's book, I mean, God, so many good celebrity books coming out right now. Guys, I'm not going to read them. You read them for us and let them know what's good. <laughs> um, I got a life. I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I got so much going on. All right, moving on to number three. Number three, Travis Kelsey spilling a bunch of details on his weekend with Taylor Swift in New York, including his spectacular SNL visit. Um, So, you know, he's got his New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey podcast. And so obviously Jason couldn't resist having to ask his brother some of the details of the weekend, including his Saturday Night Live appearance and his three outings with Swift and how they just kind of managed to get it all in. And they went to an Eagles game as well. So he talked about it on the podcast. I think he's doing a good job of like walking the line, like what he can talk about without pissing Taylor off. Right. Like you don't want to say too much. And I don't feel like he is. He said, you know, look, it was a, it was electric to be back at SNL, make his cameo. He said, there's just something about being in that room and being in the first episode of the season. I had such a freaking blast. He then went on to say that, um, he, he he showed up at SNL having an idea of going and supporting Ice Spice because Taylor all obviously is really good friends with Ice Spice, but uh, basically said, I don't even remember what I said. He goes, once they said action and he walked out there, he goes, I blacked out and they cued me and the entire place erupted and that was overwhelming. And then he got off and was like, uh, how'd I do? And they said, you killed it. And he goes, I literally don't remember a thing about it. And then he goes into... Uh, I guess there was a picture that came out from the weekend where he's got his hand on one of her bodyguards and it, and it looked like he was pushing the security guard back and away. And he goes, let me clear the record. I didn't push him. I placed my hand on the guy's back to let him know that I was behind him. If I would have pushed him, he probably would have turned around and tased me. (laughs) He goes, uh, I definitely, her security guards or her team is great. He had nothing but nice things to say. Um, But he did say, you know, whenever I'm on a date, I always feel like I have a sense of like, I'm the man in the situation. I'm protective, but you always kind of have to have that feeling or self-awareness, I guess. So, Anyway, he's not divulging too many details from their date night. Just like, I don't know. The more I see him, the more I'm starting to like them out together. Is that weird? No, I mean, I don't have, it's not like I don't dislike them. I don't hate them. I don't don't really care. I don't, I'm not like a, not a Swifty. Um, So I've talked to the photographers who have been kind of covering her every time she's in New York. And they say that the, Taylor, when she wants to be photographed, she'll be photographed. Like you'll know mm-hmm. when she wants to be photographed. And some days the security team will go up to the photographers and say, Hey guys, not today. And they just actually go about their day. They go do something else because they know they're not going to get the shot. They're wasting their time. Um, but other times, most times they kind of give them like the, Hey, hang out a little bit. And then you can follow them to where they're going. She only goes to a few usually spots in New York. Um, t- uh, Travis has been staying at her apartment. Her apartment, the way it's set up, the car could go into the garage, and they usually have people waiting outside thinking they're going to get a glimpse of Taylor, but they're not. Um, they Regular news outlets have been like hiring teams to like, hang outside Taylor's home. Okay, just stop. Up. I did not realize there was a garage there because every photo I see is her walking from the front door to the car. I did not realize. No, you're seeing, you're seeing those shots at the restaurants or wherever she goes. No, no, no. She has her apartment that I've seen her walk from the front door to a car. So I assume that she had a New York apartment that didn't have a garage. And I was always like, if you don't like getting shot, why would you not have a garage at your house? She, 
and again, this is coming from the photographers who shoot her. She knows what she's doing. And also, mm-hmm. they also say that Travis doesn't mind the attention. I've shot Travis once before. I shot Travis when he had his VH1 show. Nice guy, big guy. This guy, lo- he likes the attention. Mm-hmm. And so does she. Let's, let's be, you know, cut around the bush. These guys, they both like the attention. Taylor maybe likes it when she's done up and she knows when she's working it. Mm-hmm. Some people are starting to put out there that there's maybe some sort of connection between her and the NFL. Not saying this is a planted relationship. This is just speculation that there's some sort of deal between the NFL and Taylor Swift because they've been giving so much attention to her movie mm-hmm. concert slashing yeah. that's done very well. They've done well. a lot of promotion during the games, yeah. Yeah, uh, dude. That movie, by the way, opened this past weekend. Did you see how much money that movie dude, made? Dude, it is crushing it. Uh, let me pull up the actual numbers. $92.8 just in North America, $123.5 globally. That's just in one weekend. That's huge. That's it's just one the, of the movie. Biggest, yeah, it's one of the biggest movie openings of the year. A second biggest October debut of all time. I mean, anything she touches turns to gold. But can I ask you one thing? Why do you think she's being so public with this relationship? Because you remember with Joe Alwyn, there was nothing. Like, they didn't ever go out. They weren't ever seen together. It was the most private relationship. And you're going from the most private relationship to the most public relationship. I think now is a time where she's got projects to promote. I mean, here's the thing is, she just came out with one of the biggest movies of the year, which is her concert. Mm -hmm. Okay? This is a year when there wasn't a lot of movies that came out. Taylor Swift, I don't know what award, but is there a mm-hmm. chance that she could potentially win an Oscar? For for the movie? For the movie. No, I don't think so, because she's not acting. Yeah, but is there some sort of award, maybe editing somehow, producing, product? I don't yeah, know I what think, kind of award. But here's, Dex, but here's the reason why I say this. Her at the Oscars would bring so much attention. If Taylor wins an Oscar, no matter what the award is for, she goes on stage – that's going to bring so much attention to the Oscars. I wonder if there is some category, like soundtrack. Because, you know, that's like how Lady Gaga got an Oscar. She did the soundtrack for, um, sh- what the heck is it? A shallow, but what was the movie? Oh, the one with uh, Br- uh, Bradley. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, but what was the name of the movie? Um, no, that's not. Uh, I just know album. Shallow is the name of the song. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, um, and but everyone, maybe everyone who's listening, by the way, is yelling screaming at Screaming right now. They're just They're like, screaming. it's this, it's this. The movie is A Star is Born. There we go. Um, maybe there is something to be said about she does a soundtrack for her movie. You know what I'm saying? And so it's literally her songs, but in the movie, maybe. But I don't know if that constitutes as a soundtrack, honestly. I don't know. We don't know, but again, there's. I feel like somehow they're going to push for her to get some sort of Oscar. And we're saying this now. We're putting it out in the universe to see if this is true seven mm-hmm. months from now that potentially Taylor Swift can win an Oscar. I, it, and listen, if, she, if she gets I, nominated, she will win because it's good for business. I'm not, I'm not saying no to that because we've seen what she can do to the NFL. We've seen what she can do on a concert. We've seen what she can do for the movies. She it, anything that she's involved with seems to go wild right now. By the way, when we're talking about relationships, can I tell you a relationship that I am loving right now that I what they've been around for a long time? David and Victoria Beckham. Did you watch the Netflix documentary? I saw the first episode. I, I enjoy it. Love them. So I, I, I story meeting David Beckham. 
No. I mean, this is not in our newsroom, but so I met David Beckham once. I was walking into the flight club, this sneaker store in New York City, and he was walking out. And I opened the door, mm-hmm. and he's like walking out, like, oh, shh. I like literally opened the door, and David Beckham's standing there. I'm like, whoa, David Beckham. And I guess everyone in the store like knew it was David Beckham. They're watching walk out. I was like, whoa, David Beckham. And I was like, I just watched your documentary about you riding your motorcycle around South America. I loved it. And started asking him all these questions about motorcycles in South America. And he couldn't have been any nicer. And he was so excited to talk about it. Honestly, he talked to me for like five, ten minutes on the street about motorcycles in South America. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I somehow I was smart enough, the one time I'm smart, to be so quick on it where he was so excited to talk about it. And um, – he he was like, Can I get a photo with you, and we took a photo together, and he was so cool. But um, yeah, that's so, my dude, one time David Beckham. Well, no, I'm I'm seriously like, I've never. It's always just kind of been them, right? Like my whole career, it's just been David Victoria Beckham, and she always seems so snooty and off putting, in my opinion. But watching this, it was like I finally got to see like the other side of Victoria Beckham. She is funny. She's cool. I the the love that they have together, I think, is so. That just like cute. I don't know. I loved watching this whole thing. I finished the fourth episode and I turned off. I looked at my wife. I'm like, I love them. Like, I fucking love them. They are so dope. <laughs> yeah. I got to finish I watching it. Um, yeah. It was, speaking it was of great. soccer, Dax, number two. Uh, number two, Sophia Bush. She is dating soccer star Ashlyn Harris, who is from the uh, U.S. women's soccer team. But Sophia Bush, uh, she is going through a divorce right now with her estranged husband, Grant Hughes, and she has been friends with Ashley Harris for a very long time. And Ashley, who is also now going through a legal separation with her wife, Allie Krieger, I believe is how you say her name. Um, They have now found comfort in each other. And again, they Ashlyn Harris, Ashlyn Harris, Ashlyn, I'm sorry, Ashlyn Harris. You're right. Um, and so they've been friends for a very long time. We've seen numerous photos of them together, hanging out over the years, going like being at different events together. Uh, but now it's official. They are together and they are dating. And this has picked up a lot of steam. I guess, I guess anytime, you know, you, you have a, a someone go from a hetero relationship to, a, you know, to a gay relationship that gets a lot of attention, right? Am I not? I mean, it, that just seems like it brings it happened with Lindsay Lohan back in the day. In anytime someone decides to like, I would say switch teams, it, it gets a lot of press. Well, let me ask you this, Dax, and I and I, this is gonna sound I've been very kind of opinionated this podcast. I'm just excited to talk to you. And it's a good week in top ten stories of the week. It's a good raw rundown for me to have fun with. But I talked to a very big celebrity about this relationship. Mm-hmm. And this might be a little controversial, and I'm just curious in your opinion. Do you find this relationship mm-hmm. to be a little bit thirsty? Um, I, I don't know because I literally just saw – well, I haven't seen them out yet. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I start to have that opinion if I see them out and they're just trying to get as much press as possible, and then I'm like, oh, it's thirsty. But because it literally just broke, I feel like I haven't had the enough time to decide whether or not I think it's thirsty. Like, ask me this in two weeks, and if it's them nonstop parading around, I'll probably say yes. Okay. What about Uh, you? uh, Ashlyn Harris is one of those people to me that she's just, my opinion, she's one of those that just is like, what do you do? The women's soccer player 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of like the women's soccer players have been, I don't know, they rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Like they're just too cool and they're just, honestly, they've actually never been nice to me. So uh, I'm kind that's of angry. what it is. It's a personal vendetta. I'm against a little angry. I'm not going to lie, but they're just trying to, like, <laughs> she's one of those girls where, uh, I'm curious what she's going to be doing in five years, 10, 10 years from now. Like, where does the income come in from? So I, I question I think, if I think they turn into commentators and commentators for U.S. women's soccer, that kind of stuff. I mean, so that's what one doing, every four, once every four years. Yeah. Or even, you know, every maybe two years because you've got normally a World Cup and then you got the Olympics, you know, in between summer okay. Olympics. So. That's going to last you, support your life. I don't know. I just question. Hey, listen, I didn't say it was going to support your full life, but maybe you get into <laughs> coaching. Maybe you get into personal training. I don't know. I'm People not saying would... it's a thirsty relationship, by the way. I'm just curious to sit back and just see how the public kind of sees this and where yeah. this ends up. Okay. I don't want to seem like too much of an asshole or too, too much, you know. Too late, asshole. I know. That's true. Um. <laughs> Uh, Dax, the number one story of the week. Well, let me do 1.5 real fast. Someone I want to mention before we get to number one, Burt Young, who was uh, the brother-in-law, Paulie from the Rocky movie, died this week at the age of 83. Um, so I just wanted to mention that because obviously he was in a lot of big movies. You know, he's one of those recognizable people. He also was in Chinatown back in 1974. He was in the Amityville murders in 2018. Uh, he was nominated for Academy Award for his performance in Rocky. So uh, a bigger deal. Someone definitely, if you Google his face, you will recognize his face because he is just one of those guys. But he passed away this week. So uh, I just wanted to make sure that I got that mentioned in there real fast. Yeah, that's a legend right there. Um, recipes to him. He was, uh, I heard really good. I never met him, but I heard he was a really, really nice guy. And one of those actors that I feel like he's one of those everyone enjoyed, but we didn't really like appreciate. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. like so, stuff like this is when you look back like Matt and he was a you know, big part of your cinema or, you know, your film experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what's, uh, so that's 1.5, number one. Number one, I think we all know what it is. Suzanne Summer, uh, Summers, the uh, star of Three's Company, died at the age of 76. One of our former guests on this podcast, you know, she da- she battled uh, breast cancer for many, many, many years. Um, we had her on what last year? When, when did we have her yeah, on? I feel like it that. wasn't that long ago. Uh, we had an amazing interview with her. Uh, she was so fun, so charismatic. I mean, her relationship with her husband, we asked all about it. Her and Alan Hamill have been married for a gazillion years, and they were never shy about their relationship, their sex life. They're just, they just were fun. so in love with each other. And uh, you could even see it on our episode. She was talking to him. We got into a conversation uh, at that time about her thigh master and how it made her over $300 million um, because of how much it sold. And that quote right there got picked up by every outlet under the sun. I've actually seen uh, since she passed away, numerous articles going up mentioning our podcast because that interview did so well. And everyone was talking about it that uh, we've been brought up a lot over the last couple days, but she was just such a wonderful kind person that I was really sad to see this news. This was a big story. It was, for me at least, I do think it's uh, a justified number one story of the week. 
I am surprised more people haven't been talking about Suzanne Summers. I feel like, like a lot did, of people. Like I think a lot of people did, but she was just such a significant part of Hollywood and history mm-hmm. and from TVs, TV, TV shows to being a, a business person. She's she was an awesome Suzanne Summers ruled, man. And she still she looked incredible. She had a great life, long life, but she always looked beautiful. Yeah. It's fun. This one, yeah, and it's like one of those stories that you mentioned that she had passed away and it's like everyone, you know, who knows her is like, no, 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 no. Like, and I don't know. I, I think back to that interview we had with her and she was just so fun, right? Was she not just fun? She was down to earth. She was fun. She was like sitting on her patio or had the doors open behind her at her, her Palm Springs home, I believe. And her husband's just like walking around and listening to the interview in the background. And she was just, cool and cool real fun she was everything you wanted her to be yeah so. she was candid she didn't hold back she's just she's cool and she's just had great stories and yeah she was just she's just awesome uh you know she was and a legend so i'm happy we were able to have her on the podcast it's really sad but um yeah i mean that's it's it's tough man it's tough but that's the top 10 stories of the week thank you guys for listening uh, next week, do we want to give a little peek about what's going on next week, Dax? Or? All I can say is our audience is going to love next week's guest. It yeah, it's is someone t- who, you know, when you guys sign up to be in our private Facebook group or you request access and the first question is like, who do you want on our show? This consistently is the number one person requested to be on our show. Now, I'm not even joking with you. This name pops up. Every single time, like if I get five requests, this person's name is in there once at least. Um, so we got them coming on next week. I mean, do we want to say man or woman? Do we want to give them any more hints? Um, let's say um, we let them identify. We don't just dis- we don't put a sex on them. We let them identify whatever <laughs> gender they are. Back, you know, it's 2023. Get with it. With that said, follow us on all social media platforms. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We have this private Facebook group called Off the Record, which you guys should join. It's a really cool community. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.